everyone, and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star, your unofficial Disney song-by-song podcast. We are now on episode 24, the fourth and final episode of Bambi. Woo! Dear, 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 dear. The song we are discussing today is Looking for Romance, a.k.a. I Bring You a Song. Yeah. I bring you a song, and I sing as I go. I am Frodo the lawyer, and I'm Amanda the person. And uh, welcome. And I thanks love, for listening. I love deer. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. I love deer. What do you love about deer the most? Well, probably <laughs> their ears. Okay. And their noses. Okay. And their way that the legs sort of go like. Bleh! That's a good point. Um, but yeah, this song is called "Looking for Romance." It's about. Well, I don't know what it's about, but it's the <laughs> well, it's romance about song. For romance. Yeah, it's the romance song of this movie where Bambi and Feline mm-hmm. fall in love. You would think that it would be love is a song, but it's not. That's <laughs> no, how they not get that. you. No, that that is the equivalent of Circle of Life. When you wish upon a star. Right. This is the equivalent to... I mean, it is Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Like, let's just say it. It's the same sort of thing. It's a montage. Right. It's It's the first of the great Disney montage love songs. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorite genres of Disney songs. So what are some other songs that fall in that genre? You said this is the first, and we obviously have Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, a Whole New World. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Bella Notte, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. From Lady Something and the Tramp. More. Something There. Something There. Something, something There. there. Yeah. I, would, I would put Beauty and the Beast over Something There, because I think Something There is more of a finding love song. Oh, like, okay. So, what, so Finding Love is... Is uh, different than like the you're already in love kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess songs. this song in like I think of the sort of traditional love montage song as being a combination of those two things. It's both like I found it and now I'm here. Something there is all about the finding it, and Beauty and the Beast is all about the oh here I am. Right. Whereas you think of like a whole new world, it's the discovery and then also the mm. settling into the discovery. Same with Can You Feel the Love Tonight. So something there is more along the lines of I won't say I'm in love. Because right, they're not they're not in love yet. Right, like they, they might they won't say it. Yeah, they won't. They're like realizing that they that the other person is like somebody to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm attracted to your body. You know, like yeah, that that kind of that, it's, that's their Twitter painted song. Yes, exactly. There actually was going to be a Twitter painted song that was cut. From I'm this movie, so mad because then Thumper would have had a song, and Thumper is the best character created for Disney thus far. You know, it's it's hard to disagree. I, I've talked about how much I like him and. uh I compared him to the the greatest character in all Full House, Aaron, already, so, you know. <laughs> no, there's this one scene in Bambi where, I don't know if you remember this one, Frodo, but Thumper is, like, eating clover, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, okay, make sure you eat just the flower, the greens are gross, and his mom was like, Thumper, what did we say about eating the, just, about not eating the greens, and he's like, you have to eat the green. he does, what is that little rhyme he does? Let me look it up, because it's very cute. Yeah. Here it is. Eating greens is a special treat. It makes long ears and big, big feet. Oh, yeah. Eating greens is a special treat. It makes long ears and great big feet. But then Are those it, things you want? Is, is that is that the <laughs> ideal proportions of 
If you're a, a thumping if you're a rabbit. thumping rabbit, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then, you and have... what does he say? But it sure <laughs> is awful stuff to eat. And then he's like, I made that part up because Thumper's the best. Thumper Thumper is a bro. He's he's definitely the first Disney bro. Oh know? yeah. Thumper is the first best friend, but like it's so much more personality than the average best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I used to I, I think I probably mentioned I'm sure I must have mentioned in an earlier episode that I used to have a stuffed Thumper. And I don't remember being attached to it, but I must have because Thumper's the best. I think he is our snarkiest character that we've had so far. Oh, in by all far. I mean, like, you've got Friend Owl as curmudgeonly, but, like, in terms of just sheer, like, serving up the snark, Thumper all the way. It's just like, I don't know. And his, his mother's like, what did your father tell you about eating the green? Or, what did your father tell you? He's like, about what? She's like, eating the greens, Thumper, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want him to be my kid, but I do love him. So Thumper is the best. End of podcast, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Thumper is great, and this song does not involve Thumper, so I don't know why we're even talking about him. Well, he's part what, of the Twitter-pated we're... scene. Let's talk oh, about, right, let's right. about Twitter-pated. Tell me about Twitter-pated, yeah, so, Thumper. Well, so, okay, I mean, so, Frodo. So Twitter-pating... <laughs> what did you call me? Thumper. I called you Thumper. I've never been so honored. <laughs> uh, so the Twitter-pating scene is how we get to point, from point A of... Let's sing a gay little spring song to point B of looking for romance where Bambi is now suddenly in love. Yeah, so the, how does that happen? The, the point of Twitter Pated is like, I'm sorry your mother is dead, but let me talk to you about hormones because, boy, yeah. that's going to get you. Yeah, he's kind of a uh, friend now takes on the role of the health teacher. He, uh, <laughs> This whole scene is very weird and cartoony. I'm just going to get that out there to yeah. start. Um, so... Bambi and then Thumper and Flower all reunite. They're all like, hey, we have slightly lower voices now. Bambi's yeah, like, my mother's I'm dead. You're like, hey, everyone, I'm Bambi now. I'm I'm a strapping young man. And what? And then Friend Owl says, hey, have you guys heard about this Twitter painting stuff? That's what all these birds are doing. And they're, they're like, you know, they're innocent still. And they're like, no, what's going on? And he's like, okay, so they're all in love with each other because they they see a pretty face and they lose their heads that's what he says they, <laughs> oh, lose friend, your head oh man friend owl was definitely unlucky in love yeah he definitely uh yeah it's like like we said last time uh he got stuck with as being just friends owl mm-hmm. so friend owl warns them hey you guys can get twitter painted too like you know we're we not immune even us manly men can get twitter painted and then the rest of the scene the three friends become Twitter-pated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the scene is is very weird, and there's even a part where Owl, friend Owl, walks on air instead of flying. He's just kind of like walking in air yeah, and sure. uh, not flapping his wings. You know, just it seems like all the realism that's happened so far in the movie is just kind of thrown out in the scene, like it was just done by someone else. Later on, Flower like turns red and stiff and like you know very Looney Tunesy. Yeah, it's, uh, it gets a little funky. Yeah, so. I, the, the scene kind of, it, to me, it sort of pulls you out of the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this is, I guess, how they decided to have them all fall in love. <laughs> uh, another thing that pulls me out is the phrase Twitter-pated, which may not have meant much to these people, you know, for the first 50 years that people were watching this movie. But now there's a thing called Twitter. So it's uh, <laughs> Now it's a whole thing. Yeah, now it can never be the same thing again. I actually... Uh, I looked on Twitter mm-hmm. and just, like, typed in Twitterpated to see if, like, people on Twitter talk about Twitterpated. Right. There were, like, you know, maybe, like, seven tweets about it. But, like, That's you know. disappointing. 
so, Amanda Quaniac. Yes. You use the Twitter. I do. At Quaniac. Uh, I mean, I think that Twitter painted, like, works out pretty well, because one, like, birds, tweet, 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 yeah. Right. But also, like, people kind of lose their minds on Twitter. Which is basically what yeah. Twitter paid it is. It's it's not like you're in love. It's like, no, you're going to lose your dang mind and just right, gonna, exactly. like throw yourself at a bird. It's like, that's a pretty mm-hmm. bird. Get it. But like yeah. in a consensual way. Right. It's very lust more than love in, in yeah. Friend Owl's mind, which again, plays into this idea that maybe he has been spurned and he, you know, he doesn't see love as this tender, dear thing. He sees it as this <laughs> dear uh, thing. <laughs> right, thing. Uh, unintentional. Uh, he sees it as this uh, face level, superficial thing mm-hmm. that kind of uh, people just get wrapped into, and it's it's no good. It's no good, I tell you. Yeah, but 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 I, I don't know. I I think being Twitter paid, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I'd say I'm Twitter paid, and I guess that's okay. Yeah, I mean, if you got married, hopefully you're still Twitter paid. You know, still they always say once you're married that. You don't. You're no longer Twitter pated. That's the exact phrase that they say. <laughs> well, uh, next time we have Shane on, we'll ask her if she's still Twitter pated now that she's like a longer married person with like a kid and stuff now. But yeah, but <laughs> Twitter pated this phrase. You might be wondering, well, where does it come from? I was. Uh, do you know where it comes from? I, you know, I just assumed you would tell me. Yeah. <laughs> where would you think this phrase might come from? Oh well, I actually know where it came from, Frodo. Where where you think it came from? <laughs> I did research sometimes. All right. No, Twitter painted is actually an ancient Icelandic term, which is super interesting. Oh. It's the way that their boats used to sound going into the water, and that's how they would go to like go set out on courtships. Mm-hmm. Like they would send their boats out into the water and make like the schlicking sound, and the stick sounds would be like Twitter painted, you know? Yeah. And they'd be like Twitter painted. Oh, you're Twitter painted going off to find, you know. Your lady love, or your gentleman love, or your gentleman or lady evening, whatever it might be. And then it was Twitter-pated, and Bambi actually, oh. the the people, the scientists working on Bambi, Bambi uncovered it. The scientists working oh. on Bambi uncovered it, like, in an ancient Icelandic hieroglyphic situation, and then decided to bring it back into modern society using this movie. Wow. That's amazing. I just looked at dictionary.com, and they didn't know about any of that science stuff. They just thought that the word was invented by the people that wrote Bambi. So, you know, kudos to you for uh, getting – it must be from your inside Disney knowledge. You know the scientists that work at Disney and find hieroglyphics and come up with words. Well, you know what they say, Frodo? You got to dig a little deeper. Find out about the snow. You got to dig a little deeper. Tell those hieroglyphics where to go. If you find out where they are, you'll find what Twitter-pated means. And then blue skies and sunshine, guaranteed. Yay! That was my bit for the day. What is that from? It's Frodo. That's Princess and the Frog. I've never seen Princess and the Frog. Oh my god, what? Yeah, it's another one I haven't seen. Really? It's one of my favorites. I'm waiting to get to it in the podcast. Oh That's the God. point of the podcast. We have to podcast faster. I didn't know you hadn't seen Princess and the Frog. Naveen is no. my favorite Disney prince of all time. Oh, yeah. You have your Disney prince rankings. Unfortunately, we've only seen one so far, so it's been kind of hard. I guess Bambi's kind of a prince. He is a prince. Um, He's, yeah. I guess, ranked higher than, the Snow, than, than Snow White's prince. But Naveen's all my right. favorite and has my favorite joke about a tuba in the whole world. Oh, uh, okay. Well... Oh my god! I'll have to watch that someday. I have to like rethink this entire co-hosting situation. I didn't know you hadn't seen Princess and the Frog. No, I haven't seen a lot of the more recent ones. Oh, uh, Frodo! 
hence me like you know calling Moana Moavi and stuff like that. I didn't I didn't know. Um, that that's an episode one reference. That's true. Oh, I've seen Coco now, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw that before you, and I saw Christopher Robin. We talked about that. We did. I I cried through the whole end of Coco. I like got like to like oh, three, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a, like twenty minutes left. I was like, I don't know. Everyone says that they cry in this movie. I don't think I'm gonna cry. And then the last five minutes, I was like openly sobbing mm-hmm. on my couch. <laughs> so that that's my Coco watch for the day. Yeah, I have something to say about crying at the end of movies that we'll get to at the end of the podcast episode. <laughs> um, but let's get through Twitter pated first. So yes, yeah. the word was just invented for Bambi. It's a combination of Twitter, which is I guess the sound birds can make tweeting, or it can also mean uh, similar to Twitter, just a, a general chattering. Mm-hmm. And then pated uh, is a root involving head, so it means sound chatter head essentially. Uh, they invented the term, and it's what friend owl uses to mean what we've been saying, uh, sort of falling in, in this crazy love, uh, lusty love, yeah, and excitable springtime love. Right. Yes. And Flower is the first one that gets Twitter-pated. He turns stiff as a board in red, which kind of made me think of an... <laughs> sorry. Sorry, children. Uh, you, was... you can't say that. I can't? I don't know if we should. I told people that they could listen to this with their kids in the car. Uh, okay. Well, we have been, like... We've been... We talked about a blow-up doll already. Yeah, but that goes over heads. Oh, okay, okay. But because of the, because of the okay. helium. Let me, say, let me say that a different way. Okay. Uh, so Flower's the first one who gets Twitter-pated. He, uh, sees his true love, and he turns red and stiff, which, you know, uh, make of that what you will. Yeah, uh, you know, like and, a blow-up doll. Or a frozen cotton candy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and it, it's, it's a sort of Looney tunes e uh, sight you might see. Uh, it kind of reminded me of when Pepe Le Pew sees his... Uh, the cat he's in love with, and mm, he, he does, yes. you know, similar things happen. Uh, Thumper's the next one who gets Twitter-pated. He does th- this very cartoony, like, a big gulp thing. Uh, <laughs> and he, the bunny he looks at kind of looks like Lola Bunny a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, you know a, a lot. Do yeah. I know her? I know uh, Space Jam. Yeah. Come on and slam. Welcome to the it, jam. So I actually looked it up, and Bugs Bunny was from the 1930s, but he was, by 1940, he had been in popular things. So he was known to the people watching this. So they could have had some Bugs Bunny uh, referencing going on okay. in, in this stage of Thumper. And then Bambi's the last one who gets Twitter-pated, and he is so in love when he sees Feline again. He imagines him jumping through clouds. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, He's removed from reality. And that's when we have our fight scene. Yeah. Fight scene! Fight, 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 fight. There's a lot of things to happen before we get to the song, y'all. I'm sorry about that. We're working on it. So the fight scene, is this our first fight scene that we've had so far in Disney? It might be. There's no, I mean, there's like a chase scene in There's like chases and stuff. And in, in Pinocchio. There's, like, right. the stuff with the whale. But I think the first time that, like, we see people, like, battle each other. Right. And it's Bambi, and he fights off the other suitor for Feline. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very artistic scene. It's There's darkness, so you can't really tell who is who fighting. Mm-hmm. And the there's red backgrounds and green backgrounds. Like, this but is it, a gorgeous it's sort of abstract. movie. Yeah. It's very pretty. Uh, the lighting is very nice. There's some shadows. Uh, the two of them are shadowed up against the... Or, light is projecting them against the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's just really cool looking. And at the end, we see that Bambi's the one who emerges victorious, and he and Felina are together, and that's where the song starts, because now Bambi is one. He's not seeking love anymore. It's not one of those songs. This is an in-love song, as you've been saying. Yes, and I love this song. Yeah, so how, how does this stack up for you uh, compared to some of those other... Okay, so it's hard to compare Disney it to some of the other ones. Like, Can You Feel the Love Tonight was the first dance of my wedding. So, like, mm. that... Seems unfair to compare things to. Yeah, yeah. A Whole New World is great, if geographically inaccurate. And, like, I don't know, there's other great songs, but, like, there's something about this one that just really struck me. I think because I had never really... I mean, I'd heard it before, but it'd been forever, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been, like, an adult human who, like, had found love and all that. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, this is a really beautiful song, and it's, like, the orchestrations, again, are gorgeous. Like, can I... Mm-hmm. I'm, you're going to play some of the stuff, but can I read some of the lyrics? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, I bring you a song and I sing as I go, for I want you to know that I'm looking for romance. I bring you a song and the hope that you'll see when you're looking at me that I'm looking for love. I'm seeking that glow only found when you're young and it's May, only found in that wonderful day when all longing is through. I'm seeking that glow, only found when a thrill is complete, only found when two hearts gently beat, to the strength of a waltz that's both tender and new. I bring you a song for I'm seeking romance, you're by my side, there's a moon up above, it shines with a light that's so mellow and bright, it's easy to see that tonight we shall fall in love. I bring you a song for I'm seeking romance and you. Like, are you it's kidding very me? Poetic. Yeah, it's, again, Frank Churchill and Larry Morey, so Larry Morey really brought his, his writing chops for this one, he... He's grown since one song. He knows how to write <laughs> poetic lyrics now. Yeah, I might call this my favorite of the Frank Churchill songs. Really? I mean, what else would compare for it for me? Like any of the other ones? That's fair. Sure, <laughs> but like, I, like <laughs> all the songs we've heard so far. Yeah, pretty much everything. It might be in terms of just like songs that took me by surprise. It's definitely the one that I was yeah, the yeah, most yeah. like, oh, this, and like the music is really. It sounds like it could be like a simple love song. And it's a waltz, so, you know, you get that bum, yeah. bum, 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 bum. It actually sounds very similar to Once Upon a Dream. Yeah. This is our second straight song that is in three. Uh, the Let's Sing a Gay Little Spring song is also in three. It's a more up-tempo one. So this is clearly a slow waltz. Um, yeah. And you get that that up-and-down feel of the of the three. So. Yeah. It, it, but it's slow, but it's not, like, draggy. It's very, it, It'll no, push no, no. forward really hard and then be, like, slightly in a... It's not, a, it's not a minor key, but, like, the key will take you by surprise at it, one it point. Is, it is in a minor key. It is key. in a minor key? Okay, cool. That's why, then. At least the initial verses are in a minor key. Yeah. I'm not sure if the, uh, when the larger chorus comes in, it, I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, it's, uh, I really like the part when the larger chorus comes in and it goes, I'm seeking that glow, and you, you read the rest of the lyrics. Yeah. Um, it really grows in that, and the, the beginning, I wasn't entirely sure of how the melody was going. It was a little, uh, you know, minor and, and sort of, uh, it seems a little generic to me, but I do like the sort of soaring yeah, quality like, of the- I'm seeking that glow only found when you're young and it's May. I'm seeking that glow only found when you're young and it's May. Yeah, I wrote down that uh, the voices are ethereal. It's this quality of 
again, the voices are, are mimicking the wind and yeah. the, the rushing leaves that are going by as they as they run through this field. Uh, it, it gives you the sense that you really are uh, surrounded by sound. So it's another another good orchestration mm-hmm. by the Disney team. You know, I, I like how there's both male and female voices because mm-hmm. we haven't had that yet. I don't think maybe there was a little bit in um, there was a little bit of that in When You Wish Upon a Star, but here. The first verse is sung by a male voice. The second is sung by the female voice. And Bambi's then we mom. have it all together. From Vegas. Bambi's mom. Yes. And it's when they all join together, it has a nice blend. And I think it sounds nice. So I'll, I'll give it props on that. Um, yeah. And it's also just like, I don't know, like it, it's it's like stately, which I think suits the animation really well. Because it's not yeah. like a Lion King, like rough and tumble, like we're two kids learning how to be in love as adults sort of thing. It's like, no, we are no. both majestic creatures of the forest and we shall find love in that sense. Right. It's a little bit, uh, I don't know if abstract is the, is the right word, but it's not, uh, it's not concerned with like the specific actions and movements of the characters and their thoughts. It's more, it's almost painting a picture of the the meadow and and being um you know caught up in in the wind and the season yeah they splash through a creek yeah they do a really good job of of the animation of uh of showing them portrayed in moonlight in the darkness mm-hmm. it ends on a great shot of of the moonlight from above and there in the distance yeah, so it's not twitter painted at all though which is the thing like i think yeah. twitter painted is like a very frantic like oh god oh god oh god panic panic lust panic love Mm-hmm. And this is like, I am in love, and I'm seeking, and we are in love, and we're prancing through forests because we're in love, 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 not Twitter patient, but love, you know? Yeah, it's very different than, I think, Friend Owl's perception of what love is, mm-hmm. and I, so it's interesting in that way. Um, That's kind of nice, though, because it's like, yeah. well, Friend Owl, you didn't know anything. It's actually like, it's not just that we're, like, frantically lusting after each other. It's like, no, we actually, like... It's, this is beautiful. And even, like, whatever. Frantic lusting can be beautiful, too. But, like, it's not just, like, a panic of nature. It's still beautiful. Yeah, I like how the song portrays love. I like how it fits into the movie. Because, like I've said, this is different than Lion King in that these an- these are clearly animals here in this movie. They're not like mm-hmm. the characters of Lion King who are very human and have these complex human characters. Uh, these characters are more simple. And in some ways, I like that. They're more instinctual. And we don't have, you know, it's not like Feline is like, I love Bambi because he saved me from that other deer. You know, it's it's right. very, it's just, we don't need to know too much about their mindset. We can just see them move together, see them be happy, mm-hmm. see the beauty in it, of of the beauty and love in nature. Yeah. And I think that they, this song does a good job of that. I agree. Um, now, would it be better if Elton John had sang it? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, so the first verse is sung by Donald Novus, who sings Loves a Song, at least according to IMDb. Uh, so he is the one who sang it. I kind of like Donald's voice. I think it's, it's good for this time period. It, it's, uh, he doesn't stand out as much as Elton John would. That's fair. You don't want it to be like, I bring you a song and I sing as I go, for I want you to know that I'm looking for romance. Right, yeah. It's my even, uh, even Matthew Broderick would be a little much for this song. I guess. I, I, I know like, that he's Simba. I'm just sad that you're insulting Matthew yeah. Broderick. I don't like the song as much as you do, but the, but if I do like a thing about it, it is 
that I, I like the uh, the vocals and the way it's performed. I do think it, it's done well. You're such a friend, Owl. Yeah. Curmudgeonly. Uh, a couple things that I think are noteworthy. I mentioned how Love is a Song mm-hmm. reminded me of a hymn. Yeah. This is very uh, churchy, too. Yeah, to me, this sounded uh, similar, especially the first two verses. They mm. sounded, if you've ever been to a, a Jewish synagogue, yeah. there's often I'm, this minor I'm quality. I'm from Miami. I've been to a yeah. Jewish synagogue. I've been to the Dan Marino synagogue. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting uh, name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he gave them a lot of money. There's often these minor keys that are used in, in uh, Jewish music, especially, mm-hmm. and you can hear that in... Again, the beginning, the first two verses of the song. So, again, it's this religious uh, quality that you kind of get. And then it changes a little bit once the the chorus comes in with, like we've said, the more dynamic melody, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not as repetitive at that point. Yeah. But it, I think it is interesting that maybe religion is not overtly referenced in this song, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do kind of get that sense that we're talking about that again, like we were in Love is a Song. Yeah, I mean, I think it's less religion to, like, a, like, established, like, church or synagogue or anything like that, and more of, like, the, like, the order of nature. Right, like, spiritual, the spirituality of nature itself. Right, right, because that's what this is about, really, right? It's, like, not so much about, like, these two individuals who fell in love. It's about, like, this is their next step in nature. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, honestly, it might be a better illustration of the circle of life than what you see in The Lion King. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. I and I talked about why I really like Love is a Song mm-hmm. and for those reasons. Um I don't like this song as much. Uh but it's still nice, very poetic. Yeah. I got to got to give it daps. Good animation. It's got some of the best lyrics of any song we've hit so far. Mhm. Is there anything else you want to say before we go into the grades for this movie? I mean for this song? Um no. Do you want to I, I, th- I think I can hit it with my grade. Hit it up. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 thumping bunny rabbits. Mmm, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't want to give it, like, a 9 or a 10, because I think it could be, like, cat- Like I'm not going to leave this humming this one as much, and that right. is important to me. Like, I can hum a lot of the other big love songs or, like, like remember it and things like this. This one's a little harder. Like, it doesn't have as strong of a melody to sort of carry me through. But I think the lyrics are just undeniably gorgeous. And I, I like the orchestrations a whole lot. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. Yeah. yeah. I uh, gotta be honest. Oh, Frodo. I gotta be honest. Oh, I do think... you, though? Can't you no, say no. it's nice? This, this, this is a good honesty, though. Hmm. I was coming into this planning to give this song a D plus. Frodo. And and you your strong opinion about this and showing it to me in the context of... Disney romance montage songs and really highlighting some of the lyrics. I'm going to boost this all the way up to a C plus. You know what? I'll take it. So it's I'll ahead of the it. racist stuff. Don't worry. Good um, as it should be. I haven't thought about what to uh, what my word will be because I originally had a D plus mm-hmm. word. Uh, do you have any any words that start with C? <laughs> uh, how about curmudgeonly surprising? curmudgeonly surprising all right we'll go with that I'm <laughs> type it right in right here on the old webby site perfect for curmudgeonly mm-hmm. i spelled it right nice surprising that is it okay. in itself curmudgeonly surprising high five hi well we shouldn't this is an audio medium 
So my reason for giving it the grade that I am giving it uh, is, to me, it was just a little bit more generic. I like how it plays in the movie. I think it's pretty good in the movie. But it's just not a song that I'm going to really remember, I think. And it's not uh, a song that I think is going to stand up when we start looking at these other Disney romance songs. I I think it's not going to be able to hold its weight. I I know that I've been kind of ratting on our romance songs so far one song it's because you hate love and adorable animals and this combines both of those things yeah (laughs) Uh, but i like love as a song i I don't remember what i maybe i'll have to go back and even boost love as a song up even higher i have that it's an 11th out of 24 songs that's that's actually pretty high Yeah, that's pretty good Um, considering how you hate romance and cute animals yeah (laughs) i'm you know look this isn't a bad song but it's just uh Let's put it. Let's put it this way: not that many people are going to listen to this episode uh, if they're just clicking through and not <laughs> listening to us religiously, uh, because people have not heard of this song. Well, so then, you can't use that as an indication. I mean, Bambi as a whole had like pretty poor performance when it first came out because of World War II, and then like all the people like know what it is. It's just not like a classic Disney movie that people rewatch all the time. No, no, that's fair. And I'm I'm looking at this with a fresh eye. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I had grown up listening to the song. Instead of Can You Feel the Love Tonight, I would be like, oh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight just doesn't hold a candle to uh, Looking for Romance, because Looking for Romance is uh, has that beautiful minor key that I, I need in my hey, romance songs. Hey, candle is dose, Frodo. No, that's true. Uh, well, as we go through all of our rankings and everything, we'll have some room to adjust, like what you did with Casey Jr. So maybe it's true. In, a few, in a few songs I'll think, you know... I need much more room at the bottom <laughs> yeah. for all my Yeah, after the, we go through actual... Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros, right. you might need to move <laughs> this one up a little bit. Right. I, I Once we go through all the package films and I realize how much just, like, total poop is out there, maybe <laughs> I'll have to say, you know, looking for romance was better in retrospect. But you, yeah. You moved me up. You moved me up. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it. I'll take it. Tell me about the rest of the movie, Frodo, before we wrap this one up. Because this is the last song in Bambi, which is crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about the rest of the movie, because... The movie, although he's in Bambi's now in love, mission accomplished, he yes. is not yet uh I guess won he hasn't won yet. I don't know. There's still know. more there's, things there's a to lot do. Of plot in this movie for like something that's only yeah. an hour and some and the change long. Yeah. Um so the rest of the movie deals with Bambi's uh struggle and ultimate perhaps victory over man. Mm-hmm. Um, man has already killed Bambi's mother, so it would be a pretty big bummer if if uh, man also killed Bambi or Feline. It'd be a pretty like, rough end to the movie. Yeah, as movies go, bros. it's like yeah. and Mufasa's dead and Scar also wins the movie. Yeah, so we don't want that to happen. No, we so do not. Bambi's chilling with Feline, and there's some ruckus of the man being back. Oh no! And the great prince Bambi's dad comes and he's like, "Hey, we need to get the hell out of here right away." Uh, but unfortunately, Bambi loses Feline in the whole uh, the mayhem of it all, and the men start coming. We don't see them; they're always off screen. Mm-hmm. And there's gunshots, uh, shooting at birds. It seems like and no, then not have... the Twitter painted birds. No, they're all they're all dead now. And then no. what ends up chasing Bambi and Feline are not the gunshots, but a pack of dogs, which are probably associated with hunting for for, um, for yeah, the birds. They, they are in fact hunting dogs. Right. And they start chasing, and they're very, they're very scary. Very scary It's dogs. not their fault. They're just doing what they were taught to do. They're doing their best. 
it's all their fault. No. Like, all these all these animals can speak to each other. They could have just you know had a nice conversation with Thumper. Could have been like, you, know, you hey dogs, you you only eat the blossoms. You don't eat the the green stuff. No, by the time that Thumper gets Thumper moves so slowly that the time he gets a full sentence out, he the dogs would have eaten one of his long, particularly healthy long ears. Yeah. Uh, as long as as long as his uh, thumping foot is okay, oh, if, he, if that always. was gone, they just call him uh, Umper, Still Boy, <laughs> Still Boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the the, and that's dogs... the end of the podcast, everyone. <laughs> so the dogs do catch up to Feline and. Bambi arrives just in time to fight them off. That image looked a lot to me like the scene when Scar is fighting the hyenas and they they get him. Oh, but... we've reached the point where we're in like a shot for shot match to the Lion King. Yeah. It's fine. This one came first, so good for the Lion King, I guess, for seeing yes. an IP that didn't get utilized with its full potential and like adding Matthew Broderick into it. Hopefully this doesn't diminish our love for the Lion King when we get there, but it might. We might just go into it and say like, why are we watching this instead of watching Bambi again and then attending a Shakespeare theater to see Hamlet, you know? I do like both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bambi fights off the dogs. Yay, end of movie? No. He oh, gets away no. from the dogs and he takes a jump, but he actually gets shot. Bambi gets <laughs> shot in this movie. Oh, it's boy. a thing that happens. No one ever talks about it. <laughs> no. We don't really see the, like, the, the bullet penetrate him. Since the hunters were shooting birds... Uh, I did look this up. They were probably using birdshot out of a shotgun, mm -hmm. which is like a bunch of little pellets. So it probably wouldn't even be enough to kill a deer. That's but it was good. enough to, unless he got hit by the whole blast. Sure. Probably just got hit by one of the pellets and it was enough to wound him. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so, yeah, Bambi's down for the count. And that's when, uh, you know, you think maybe, maybe he'll be all right. But unfortunately, man goes and starts a fire, so... Good job, man. Oh, man. Man is an interesting thing. Before, let, let's keep people hanging for a little bit. The man character in this movie, I think, is really interesting. Mm -hmm. One thing that's important to think about is man is never shown. Right. So it's entirely an off-camera villain, and it's almost treated by the animals like, like just something that happens to them. It's like a natural disaster, like a tornado. It's not something that has... It's not, like, it's not like a sentient thing, yeah. Right, which is ironic because we have these animals who the humans probably don't think of as sentient, but in the animal's mind, it's not like man is sentient. It's just a thing that they have to avoid. So th that's interesting. Right. So man actually has its own musical theme, a leitmotif, like we discussed before. Three notes, and it goes like this. We'll play a little snippet. So you can hear it goes da 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 da, and that might sound familiar to you, and that's because people say that that inspired the Jaws theme written by John Williams, Ooh. which is it's similar. very similar. Yeah, it's only two notes long. The da 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 da, as opposed to one two three. So it's a little different, mm -hmm. but they both relate to this uh, hidden menace that is terrorizing you know, the main characters of the movie. Right. So it's interesting that John Williams perhaps was inspired by Bambi to write maybe the most 
famous uh, two notes in uh, you know twentieth century modern right. music history. It's almost uh, it gives the film a sort of horror quality or a uh, suspenseful quality. Well, isn't it rated that, like number? I think we talked about this in the first episode, right, like number, number twenty six. or number six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, where does this fall in relation to like where Psycho happened in like the timeline? That's later on, isn't it? Yeah, Psycho is the. I don't want to say anything wrong. I think the Psycho is either like nineteen fifty nine or nineteen sixty. And Psycho, for those of you who may not represent, dun 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 dun. So that's man. That's their theme. Uh, they're this ominous off-camera villain. Unfortunately, they don't just shoot Bambi, but they accidentally start a fire. So you know, good, yeah. good on man. Th- thanks, man. Uh, but luckily, Bambi's father shows up and he says, "Get up, Bambi! You must get up! Get up!" He's got and a very good would... gruff voice, the yeah. Bambi's father. He was actually played by, interestingly, Patrick Stewart in Bambi Two. I don't know who plays him in the original. <laughs> I'm gonna just say Ron Swanson. It seems fair. Sure. And I actually think that clip of Bambi's father saying, get up, you must get up, would make a really good alarm. Like, if someone could just take that <laughs> clip, and, you know, you, you put that on your phone in some way, and then you're just sleeping, and it's like, get up, you must get up. Well, if someone can figure that out, maybe they can put that in our Facebook group. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And then we could sell it for money, and then Disney would sue us. Yeah, um, perfect. And so the person who made the clip. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, no, but if it's just for fun, it's just okay. Right? Yeah, it's we can fun. do that for fun. Uh, Wink. and then Bambi does get up. He and his father jump off of a waterfall. Sure. And that's, that's it. That's all we see of them. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Cut we, to black. we don't know if they survived, <laughs> but that, um, and then finally, we, we, then we transition to a scene showing all the animals who have survived and this little, you know, Thing across the water. Which is all the animals, thing. right? Right. All of them, pretty much. Oh, and... Nope, all, not pretty much, Frodo. Yeah, it's all of them. Okay, and... thank you. Okay. <laughs> but Bambi and his father are not there. And this reminded me a lot of the uh, suspense technique and the dramatic technique that is used in another Disney movie, which I'm, I'm sure you've seen because you're my age, Homeward Bound. Oh, yes! Oh, my, that, oh, that movie, so good. And then when Shadow... Yeah, oh. exactly, the Shadow part. So this reminds me a lot of the scene <laughs> at the end when Shadow makes it, because, you know, Shadow is in this hole, and it's like you think that he hasn't made it, and everyone yeah. else is already I feel home, like we should explain, like, like, Homeward Bound for people who, like, maybe are younger than, no. like, 26. No. No? Okay, never mind. No. Look it up. Look it up, <laughs> millennials. You, 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 you can explain it briefly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a movie where these three, two dogs and a cat are, like, separated from their family and have to trek across the country, and it's live action, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah, and same. It's such a good movie. So, at the end of Homeward Bound, you, you think that maybe Shadow, one of the dogs, has died, because when we last saw him, he was left behind, but then he makes it, and it's like, oh, hooray! <laughs> it reminded me a lot of this scene, it's a similar dramatic technique of... Did they make it? Did they make it? And they do make it. Oh, look, it's Bambi's Yay! dad. We're all happy. And then the the movie ends with what we've said. We talked about in the first episode. Feline gives birth to the new generation, and now Bambi is standing with his father on the Pride Rock-esque rock as Love is a Song plays at the end. Yes. Um, and it's One last thing to, to talk about, though. Uh, Flower's son. So Flower obviously got married because he got Twitter-pated. Mm-hmm. He named his son Bambi. 
Let's psychoanalyze that. This, no, uh, this shall is. We? I, I am so into this like healthy male relationships, possibly bisexual skunk situation. Like it's great. So you're you're full on. You, you don't think that he holds uh, romantic feelings towards Bambi. You think that it's just a, an admiration. Oh, he might hold romantic feelings towards Bambi. I just think that he also is in love with his lady skunk wife too. That's true. He did turn very red and very stiff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Again, like, don't, don't, don't buy Erasure, the skunk, Frodo. Mm-hmm. No, I'm super that's, into it, though. I love it. Yeah. So, I guess I guess that's fair. Um, I mean, he could be, yeah, he could be bi. He could be, uh, he could be only straight, and it's just purely, like, he's just broing out with Bambi. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I mean, he could be gay. It's true. He could have given it to societal standards. Uh, where are we? I don't even know. Uh, the end of the movie. It's over. Yay. We finished Bambi. Yeah, let's talk about um, Bambi as a whole. I was super surprised by how much I loved this movie. Yeah, I, I, I can be, I'm down with that. What exactly do you, you love so much about it? I just thought, like, I really enjoyed all the songs. I laughed out loud, like, constantly. Thumper's <laughs> fabulous. Bambi's the cutest freaking deer I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, Flower mm-hmm. is great. I just, like, genuinely enjoyed it and had no memories of it, really. Yeah. I was so surprised that it's not like more utilized as like a Disney IP. Yeah, yeah you're so you're similar to me in the way that neither of us really had strong memories. I had none, but you right. had. It had been Disney forever memories. for me. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by how good it was too. I liked especially how the animals were portrayed. I've said that a few times. How realistic seeming they were, even mm-hmm. though they're speaking English to us. That you get the sense that they're real animals and not just just humans wearing, you know, drawn as funny creatures just for the sake of it. Right. And I think that the narrative is pretty interesting in a simple way, just about the, uh, the progression of, of Bambi and growing up and 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 about nature. Yeah. And about nature and love and the circle of all that. Mm -hmm. I do think that the film gets weaker in the Twitter pated scene and the love scene. I wasn't a huge fan of those. I, and well, you never are Frodo. Right, but I do think it got a little cartoony, and if you've watched it, sure. I think that um, it just it just sticks out a little bit to me, given the reality of mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. That's the, fair, I'll give you that. Uh, I think it comes back around to it really nicely. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I wasn't totally invested in the, like even the sort of ending fleeing man fight scene part mm-hmm. either, so I... I very much enjoyed the beginning, though. I think the first half I really liked. I like the music better in the first half, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I think it comes a- around for me at the tail end when we have the Love is a Song. Yeah, that's end. just a nice thing. It, yeah. And Love is a Song really is a nice song. Like, yeah. I know we gave it a little bit of flack, but, like, it is a nice mm-hmm. song. Yeah. So, for me, I think that this is probably the most uh, coherent narratively of mm-hmm. the movies we've seen so far. I don't know if I would say it's the best just because the music to me is so important in these movies. And I think that in, uh, especially in Pinocchio and Snow White, I think the music is probably stronger on the whole than it is in in this. Yeah. But Thumper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's a surprise. This is my favorite of the movies we've done so far. Like I just enjoyed watching this one more than I've enjoyed watching the others. And I'm not going to read too much more into it than that, despite this being a podcast in which literally the point is to read more into it than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, like, I just genuinely, like, I laughed out loud a lot, and I, like, Mm -hmm. had a really good time watching it and rediscovering it. So maybe part of it is the, like, I wasn't familiar with it. Like, I was familiar but not too familiar. Um, And it sort of came back to me that way. But, like, uh, yeah, for me, it's number one right now. I'm sure that it'll drop down once we hit some more of the classics. But I think it's going to be pretty safe Mm -hmm. for a little bit as we hit into the next, like, 
package package yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I want to if I'm going to say it's the best of the movies, but I definitely liked it more than Dumbo, and sure. I think that it's uh, it's it's definitely a good film. Yeah. There, there's not much to dislike about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put it above Snow White and Pinocchio, but it's definitely like it's with those movies. And before I saw it, I didn't really think of it as being right. But it's tier. definitely like now it's like oh, like I remember, I know now why this is like this is a Disney classic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it is, it's a little puzzling why it doesn't get more love, and maybe it is because. Some of the songs are just not as well-known for whatever yeah. reason. Well, hopefully this can be the beginning of the resurgence of Bambi. Like, we can bring it back, everyone. Exactly. Sign my Bambi yeah. petition. It says, watch Bambi. That's it. It's not a very complicated petition. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we've come up with a theory that Bambi's mother survives, maybe it'll be more appealing to children. Yes, Bambi 3. Bambi's mother is back. <laughs> Bambi's mother in Vegas. Yes, Bambi's mother goes to White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's all we have to say about... Bambi, our next movie is going to be Saludos Amigos, yes. which that's a real movie that Disney yeah, made. Yeah, it is. You may or may not know, but there is one original song in that movie, so we will be discussing that. Yes, I will be going to Brazil first for some field research. Yes, that is a true fact. Amanda will be going to Brazil before we record that. I'll be at a wedding, and so like, and the whole thing will be in Portuguese, so I won't really have anything about the wedding to discuss. Mm-hmm. be like, so, Saludos Amigos, let's talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, um, the film is not just about Brazil. It's a celebration of all South America, but they they do uh, there is some Brazilian stuff going on. Yeah, so. it's gonna be good. We're stuff. gonna get to that next. Yeah. but in the meantime, listen to all of our episodes again and go on all the just websites on a loop. and stuff. Yep, the yep. whole thing. And I am Frodo the lawyer. I'm Amanda the person. And thank you for listening to Wish Upon a Star. Stay Disney like Bambi should because it's a classic. Boom! <laughs>